Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, July 4th, 2021, and this is day 1213 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you. There is none like you. You are the true and living and only God. You are sovereign. There is nothing that goes on in this earth without you knowing about it. You're the creator of all things. And thank you for creating us to be in your image. Thank you for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the very purpose that you've given us for this day. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted, heal the sick, and bless those who may be in financial need. And I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is take a deeper dive. Yep, it's time to go a little deeper. We're going to be coming out of Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Very short but so much here in these few verses. Uh, Let's hear what Jesus told his disciples as he sent them out and prepared them to go and, and take the world by storm by giving them the word of God. So Luke chapter nine, starting in verse one says, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now you notice what he gave them, right? He gave them power, authority to drive out demons because demons are very relevant and very present to cure diseases and to heal the sick uh, and to proclaim the kingdom of God. He told them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. So don't take anything with you. I want you to totally lean on me. Trust God. Don't worry about your accessories. Don't worry about the extras that you bring along just in case something happens. Nope, none of that. (laughs) Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet. So that was a representation of what the Jews would do. Um, And it says in my commentary that pious Jews would do this after passing through Gentile cities to show their separation from Gentile practices. So if the disciples were to shake the dust off a Jewish town from their feet, it would show their separation from Jews who rejected their Messiah. Uh, So this action showed that the disciples uh, were not responsible for how the people responded to their message. So as you're out sharing the message of God, we're all kingdom builders. You don't have to be a preacher, a teacher, an evangelist, um, or or, uh, a prophet, uh, you need to be what God has called you to be. And all of us 
I believe, are evangelists because we're sharing our own testimony with others. Now, we're not to beat them down <laughs> over the head. Say, you need to accept Jesus now. Are you, or you know what, is it, that's it. You better do it right now. Don't ever make anybody feel forced. We love them a lot though. Typically we're, we're, uh, we start off sharing this message with our relatives, our friends. That's how it was with me. And that's how I got saved. My brother told me, he's like, Jackie, you need to get saved or you will be going to hell. And I'm like, hell? I didn't know anything about hell and Jesus. What do you mean? I knew nothing. I knew nothing. I was in my early 20s. I'll never forget it. And I said, let me check this out. He was serious. And for him to say this, you know, here he was doing all kind of horrible things. And (laughs) it seemed horrible, but he was no different than myself or any other sinner. I mean, we're all, you know, sinners before we come to know Jesus Christ. So anyway, when I went to visit his church, Oh my goodness, for that first time I accepted Jesus, I ran down to that altar, y'all. I went and I accepted Jesus as my Savior and then as my Lord, and um, I've not looked back. You know, I've fallen, you know, (laughs) slipped, (laughs) fell down a few times, Uh, but I never left. I never stopped uh, serving the Lord, you know. And we're going to have those hiccups in the middle of it, but we should continue to serve him and then sharing the love of Jesus with others. So he says in verse five, if people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now you notice the disciples, they, it says, so they set out and went from village to village. It didn't say they said, whoa, hold up, Jesus. Hold up. Uh, hold up, brother. I, I'm i not the one. I think you got this twisted. I don't know why you're sending me out. I, I still got some issues. They didn't say anything like that. They didn't say, no, I don't want to go. I'm scared of those people. Nope. They went. They just went. That's how we should do. As Jesus gives us our assignment, go. Just know the journey is not going to be perfect. He let them know that. So let's go over those. Let's go over. So point number one, what has the Lord instructed you to do? It's time to now take that deeper dive, just as Jesus told his disciples. He told them the following as he prepared them for leadership. So the first thing he says, Jesus empowered his disciples to fulfill the purpose he gave them. So he did not send them out ill-equipped. He sent them equipped with everything they needed to do the job, but spiritually equipped. Point number two, he gave them specific instructions so they knew what to do. There was no room for doubt. So as God gives us these, uh, puts us in leadership positions or, or as you're sharing instructions with someone else, give them the specifics. And, and if they do it wrong, take the responsibility that maybe I didn't explain it correctly, right? And, and, and take your time and explain it properly. Number three, he told them how to deal with tough times. So we too understand it will not always be easy, but we know what to do and how to overcome those tough situations because they're coming. They will, it will not be uh, something that'll be a breeze. Uh, but we, 
He did not give them any false sense of security. <laughs> and he also wanted them to count totally on God, have faith as they went. So he said, take nothing, take no staff, no no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt, just what you have on. So now you're going to be depending on the people. And some people, he said, are not going to receive you. And that can be extremely hurting when someone doesn't receive us. It's not just, I don't want anybody. No, they may cuss you out. They may say evil things about you. They may lie on you and and make you seem like something that you're absolutely not the actual opposite. And you're, you're trying to prove that, no, I'm not that way. God says, don't worry about it. I got you. Point number number four, the fourth thing that he, he equipped them, Jesus also held them accountable. We will have to answer to God for everything we did and everything we do with the gifts he's given us. So what have you done with the gift God has blessed you with? Are you just sitting on it? Did you just bury it? Did you hide it? You know, what did you what are you doing with that gift? Are you still in doubt saying I'm not good enough because I'm shy or I'm not good enough because I have a, you know, bad past or whatever that is. God is saying, "Leave that alone. Let that go and do what I've called you to do." I I you are my chosen vessel. <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying to you. Get busy. Get on it. Point number two now, there will be times when we'll we'll have to depend on others to provide for us as we fulfill our purpose. So like for me, I, I've never been in a position uh, in this new business adventure God has given me transition zone, which again is uh, teaching life skills and workforce skills, uh, entrepreneurship to youth and working with adults as well. Haven't started the adult piece yet, but looking forward to that. Uh, I've had other businesses and I've never had to count on a grant. I've always brought in my own income through the business. I was never a nonprofit, which I am now. Uh, And I never had to go to a board to get approval or to at least discuss these things and tell them what's going on. Uh, It's quite different. (laughs) So God has me counting on him. The very... First day that we started, we did not get the approval from the grant. We started June 9th, and the grant approval was supposed to be in by June 1st. And and I had told everyone we're starting June 1st. Had a lineup of youth and their parents, and and then had to call them and say, can we change it to the 9th? Because we still not heard anything from the grant tour. And then when the 9th came, we still hadn't heard anything. So God said, go forward, move forward, and do it. Do it by faith. You know, trust me. I had to trust God to get that money for salaries, to get the money for food. I had to put the money up front myself, pull pull things out of my own freezer, out of the church freezer, whatever we had to do, uh, get supplies and all those things to, and God blessed me with the finances to get those things. But in hopes of getting it back, didn't know for sure. And every one of those youth that came for that training, they knew that there was a chance they would not get paid because we're paying the youth $100 a week out of the grant. So they knew that they may not get paid, but they would get some valuable training. So they too st- stepped out on faith. Look at what God did. And they worked. And then later, uh, I forgot what date it was, but it seemed like an eternity. It might have been a week or so later. <laughs> and they said, you got the grant. They shaved some off, but 
but we have plenty to still be able to pay the youth, pay our our salaries, uh, take care of feeding the kids every single day. All those things were covered. But I had to step out on faith. So there also comes a time when we have to separate ourselves from these we've gotten comfortable with. My old job. You know, sometimes we have to, a deeper dive means letting go of a security blanket. I actually thought in my mind I was going to retire from where I was. I worked there at the Center for Conflict Resolution longer than I worked for any other company except for myself. <laughs> I were, it was easy to work for self, you know, but working for someone else and some of the nicest people to work for. And I learned so much there. God said, now it's time to move on. And so just this week, I went in to drop off uh, receipts uh, because my uh, old boss is uh, like my mentor in this process with the grantor and it's wonderful helping me through uh, all that I need to go through here with this grant and uh, with the with the payroll and all of those things. So I dropped, I wanted to drop something off to her and I remember that I still had my key to the building and I gave it back. It was time to give it back. We're supposed to turn them in anyway, but I had mine a little longer. <laughs> And I turned my key in and letting that go was uh, really uh, spoke volumes to me in my spirit. You know, like, wow, you've literally let it go 100% now. And now you're, you have totally uh, stepped out on faith with the Lord only. And I knew that when I went into it, every bit of curriculum that I knew about was from you know, restorative practices. And I had to create my own curriculum, uh, nothing to do with restorative practices, although it's the undercurrent, but the word of God is the foundation to all of that we're doing. And uh, creating a curriculum for 26 days and working with the students. And it's been absolutely another faith walk and, and awesome to see how God uh, equips me to do it. Uh, by doing what God has told us to do is creating strong leaders in us. He wants us to trust in him totally. We must trust in God and him alone. I'll never forget a good example, another ex good example of a deeper dive. My granddaughter, when she was born, had many heart issues, had open heart surgery at least three times or, or, or four times uh, from the time she was probably six months till she was uh, in the second grade. And she had this little lump on her eye, but it, it, was, it didn't obscure her vision, but it was noticeable. It was big enough to notice. And, and kids would say things about it like, oh, look at that lump on your eye, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and so the doctors um, lanced it and, and took out whatever that was inside and after about a few months, it grew back. And so we're wondering what on earth is going on here. So when she had her last surgery, well, in the second grade, they went in to repair some valves and they said she'd probably have to have another surgery before she's grown. Uh, but when the doctor came out from repairing her leaky valve, he said, 
this was the best I've seen that the work I've been able to do. And I may not ever have to go in and do any more work to that valve. And we're like, look at God. And while he was in there doing the surgery, he said, let me go deeper on that and Lance deeper. They must not have gotten the core from out of her eye. I mean, off the eyelid. And they figured while they already have her in there, let's go ahead and do it then. We were very happy because we wanted her to not be self-conscious. And and kids can be pretty mean, you know. Um, So anyway, doesn't mean that they're not loving and caring, but they can be mean. Uh, So anyway, they did. And I'm thinking in my my mind, okay, let me keep an eye out on it, make sure it doesn't grow back. It never grew back. She is now going to the sixth, no, the seventh grade. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so five years ago and she is, we've not seen that thing go, come back. It's because that doctor was not afraid to go deep and to remove it from the core. And the Lord wants us to go deep. We need to let go of everything else that does not represent him and allow him to take to fill our lives and and you know what is such a beautiful thing it doesn't it feels so great and and peaceful and and knowing that God you know is the one that's going to provide for you and you go to him you know I'm not saying now when I say peaceful it's nothing like the peace of God but sometimes we might like I was about that grit you know catching myself like oh am I worrying okay lord I'm so sorry let me give that to you <laughs> Because the word says, cast your cares unto God because he cares for you. So worrying is is a sin. God did not equip us to worry. Worry means I'm fearful. It means I'm doubting God. So let go of worry and, uh, or, and, and anxiety and pray and let God lead you. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be your first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries. Check out the messages and share them with others. And please subscribe by entering your first and last name in your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.